And now, Truckers Radio USA presents... Look! Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! Where are their pants? The Derriers! Oh, yeah! The Derriers! Two amazing brothers boldly exploring the universe of music in the Americana Roadshow. The Derriers are Kansas City's dubious backup specialists. Elvis had the Jordanaires. These are the Derriers. Rhythm guitar, bass, and harmony vocals. Please welcome Leo and Roger Eilts, the Derriers. Here we are. It's the Americana Roadshow with the Derriers. Here to bring you some of the best of the back roads Americana music that we can find. That's gotten to be a real adventure. It has been. Uh, by the way, I'm Roger Iles. Oh, I'm Leo Iles. And we're glad to be here today. And, you know, we uh, like to start off the show to loosely define what Americana music is. Loosely is a good way to put it, it yes. Probably, yeah. So we define it as music with distinctive American roots. And uh, so that could be, uh, it could be uh, bluegrass. It could be western. It could be rock and roll. It could be jazz. It could be... Um, it could be big band. It could be blues. It could be old timey. It could be rockabilly. Ooh, rockabilly. Anything we say it is. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> That's true. And the format of the show is this. Uh, we each show up with an undisclosed amount of tunes, and the other guy doesn't know about it. And uh, we go back and forth and spring those tunes on it. And uh, we also flip-flop each week. And um, In fact, this year, I think this week, it's your turn to start. It's my turn I to start. I went first last time. So That's right. You go first this time. Okay. All right. I got a good one. Okay. And uh, this is a band that has uh, local roots. And we I, like to do that. Yeah, yeah. we do. And uh, it goes back a ways. It's actually, it's Ozark Mountain Daredevil. Oh, we played a lot of their music back in the 70s. Back in the didn't? day, yeah, oh, we man. played quite a bit of theirs. So um, they, uh, they actually came from around the Springfield, Missouri area. Yeah. And um, they, uh, they, the band name was derived from, um, <laughs> here was the original band name, Cosmic Corn Cob and his amazing, his amazing Ozark Mountain Daredevils. Why didn't that work? Well, John Dillon came up with that name at a Kansas City naming party after the band was told that the name that they had previously been using, which was Family Tree, had already been taken. <laughs> Okay. So uh, they shortened the name because none of the band members at the time wanted to be called Cosmic Corn Cob. I can understand. <laughs> if you're going to shorten no. it, that's not a good right. idea. And they didn't want the name to sound similar to the Amazing Rhythm Aces, which, by the way, we ought to feature them sometime. We should. Those are, that's a great band. So uh, the band, they sent a tape uh, to the team who managed a fellow Missourian's Brewer and Shipley, who okay, we, yeah. we uh, featured who we on met, the show yeah. before and yep. met him. Um, and uh, the guy, uh, the the management company, uh, Kansas City's Paul Peterson and Stan Plesser, who also owned the Vanguard, which is a right. coffee house. Legendary place. And ran their own Good Karma Productions. Mm -hmm. We're familiar with that. So the pair gave the band a chance and became their managers in October 1972. Now, here's the thing. I went to college at a small a Lutheran college in central Kansas called Bethany College in Lindsborg, yeah. Kansas. And um, so I went there from 72 through 76. Mm -hmm, I remember. And uh, I walked in. They'd have concerts there every now and then in the cafeteria. And I walked in one night and 
Ozark Mountain Dubber Dog. Oh, really? It, w- it would have been 72 or 73. I don't remember which one. But I remember walking in and hearing that harmonica going. And a matter of fact, they think they were playing the same song that we're going to feature right now, which okay. is Chicken Train Stomp. Oh, love that one. guys were not having any fun. <laughs> Man, I tell you. We, we used to play this song, we too, play, We had a, a juice harp, you know. Yeah, yeah. And you, you got to be careful with those things. I about blistered my tongue. Yeah, you could take the tip of your tongue off Ooh. and uh, chip your teeth with one of those if it's not played right. I wasn't very good at it. Yeah. So it explains my dental work at this point. <laughs> yeah. 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 Great, great guys, man. And yeah. lo- good old local boys, you yep. know. Yep. I love it. Well, Leo, I think it's your turn. Well, I I have kind of reached in. Remember a, a, a week or so ago, I ended up doing kind of a little composite thing? Yeah. Well, I was just cruising around the internets, 
And I ran across all of them. them. Uh, all of them. Yeah. And I, I started getting into uh, deeper into some um, some Ozark music and people from the Ozarks and backwoodsy stuff. And one thing led to another. And in my collection, I ran across a CD that I brought, I don't know, years and years and years ago. And it's uh, from the Library of Congress. It's a collection of field recordings. Okay. And if you remember the history of that, Alan Lomax went out uh, down in the hills with some, you know, decent recording equipment for the time and started looking for music. And he'd ask questions. Well, who around here plays music? Well, this guy down the road plays music, right? Mm -hmm. I think it was like reel-to-reel tape or something, It was reel-to-reel tape. You know, it was pretty primitive. I mean, for the time, it was state-of-the-art what he had. And uh, he and his wife uh, went down and, you know, collected music. Well, this was recorded by Alan and Elizabeth Lomax in a little town called Sailorsville, Kentucky. And that would have been in October of 1937 that they made this recording. Wow. So this, uh, this guy that we're going to feature here, his name was W.H. Stepp, S-T-E-P-P. And he was born in 1875, lived until 1957. And he recorded a fiddle tune uh, called Bonaparte's Retreat. Oh, yeah. Which we know this song, right? right. We've heard very, it's a great fiddle tune and everything. Yeah. He does a, a, I bet a, I know where you're going with this, but he, go. He does a brilliant rendition of it. Well, anyway, he grew up in, in a cave, basically. <laughs> caveman. <laughs> no, he was a caveman. It said his mother was a descendant of Nottaway Indians. Anyway, he ended up in a foster home, and he learned how to play the fiddle while he was living there. And the song I'm going to play is going to sound familiar to people who are familiar with the work of Aaron Copeland. Oh, wow. Okay. Now, when he was, uh, he used transcriptions of W.H. Uh, Stepp's uh, rendition uh, of this song, nearly note for note, to produce the hoedown section for Rodeo. Oh, sure. Uh, from the production 1944 composition, Appalachian Spring. So what I did was I, I put uh, Mr. Stepp's version, his shredhead solo version on this, and then at the end of it, you're going to hear the orchestration. And when you hear the, the similarity between these, you're going to go, oh. Oh, that's cool. Well, that's where wait. it came from. So Mr. W.H. Stepp, God rest his soul, and uh, Bonaparte's Retreat.
How about that? I don't know why, but I, I am really hungry for a steak right now. <laughs> it's what's for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great stuff. Thanks, Leo, for putting that together. That's cool. It was fun. Yeah. I think uh, it's to you. It is to me. And um, uh, we're going to do a song by a guy that we both know and love. Rory Hoffman. Oh, Rory. Yeah. What a guy. We met him at uh, a gig down in, in Silver uh, Dollar City. Silver Dollar City. Yeah. with the Carolyn Martin band. We were all staying in this condo kind of place together. Yeah, kind of a lodge. Uh huh. Yeah. The man, jam sessions what were a jam oh, session. Man. Oh, yeah. It was, but he's an amazing player. He's an amazing player, a multi instrumentalist. I mean, um, accordion. He's incredible. Guitar. He plays the guitar uh, on his lap, upside down and backwards. Maybe we should mention something about Rory because people that don't know him, might not be aware of the fact that he is, he's blind. Yeah. He's blind from birth. Mm -hmm. And uh, he has taught himself to play all these instruments in such a technical manner. It's amazing. And yeah, and and it's incredible to watch. Um, Clarinet, um, I mean, drums, uh, it's amazing. I, I, I did a little research on him. He was raised on a small ranch in North Dakota. And he grew up recording and, intu- and touring with the family gospel band. And he started teaching himself to play guitar and piano at age three. And you said he held it in his lap. In I mean, his we, lap, we saw him. I upside say, down and backwards. Upside down and backwards. And, and you would, it, listening to him, you would never know. I mean, it's just, it, it, he's so stinking hot. Uh, and he's played Grand Old Opry numerous times and, you know, with all kinds of different people. Um, he lives in Nashville, and uh, he's in a, several Nashville local bands, including Fifty Shades of Hay and the Gypsy Hombres. So I, okay, yes. I need to look those guys up. Yeah. But anyway, it was hard to pick because he's just so talented, and I wanted to pick one of his really hot tunes, and we may have to feature that another time. And another time, we're going to feature a song that he does on all harmonicas. Oh, that album. Yeah, that's, oh. Yeah. That's but, an amazing But we're not work. doing that. We're going to do a song called Oh Lonesome Me. Okay. But what's incredible about this tune is he does it in kind of a bossa nova beat. And it's just the coolest thing you're about to hear. Oh Lonesome Me by Rory Hoffman. Blind and just can't see 
Is that creative? Totally, or what? totally creative, man. Totally yeah. different rendition yeah. than ever. What a talent! Uh, everybody, you need to look him up. He's something else. And just a nice guy in the world too. Yes, sir. He's yeah. a very, he's a real gentleman. Well, Leo, I think we've about used up our time for this segment. Yeah, we need to take a break. Let's do that. I, I noticed that the right rear tire on the trailer looked a little low. Okay. Do we, do we have to bring a compressor, or do I have to pump that by hand again? Do we have a trailer? <laughs> we sure do. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, well, let's go take a look at that, and we'll be right back here on Truckers Radio USA, and we are the, the Dairy Airs. We're back. Hey, we are uh, broadcasting from the Shady Grove RV Park right in Alamogordo, New Mexico. Alamogordo, New Mexico. Yeah. It's a very historic place. There's a lot of strange history here. Yes, there is. There There's is. A, we had some fun driving around the uh, out here when we got here first. Yeah. And I think the the, uh, the bad tire, bad luck thing keep following us around because yeah. we got another flat. Yeah, well, we'll uh, we'll go out next break. See okay, see if we can do that. Yeah. Uh, anyway, we're back. And I think, um, well, we, you know, we we always try to explain why we're why we're in some place different every week. You just know? trying to explain ourselves to other people is a challenge in the first place. Right. Unlike our compadres uh, here at Truckers Radio USA, um, who have ranches, nice places. Uh-huh. Uh huh. We don't have a ranch. No. You know, Alan Bailey has the. Um, Swing and Gate Ranch, right. I believe it is. Yeah, and Warren uh, Friesen has the uh, Rock and Banjo Rock and Ranch. Banjo, yeah. Yeah, and then, uh, and of course, Rex Allen has got the Diamond X Ranch. Yeah, so uh, We have an RV. Yeah, we got this old RV, but, you know, it, it's okay. It's, it's good. It's, yeah, it's, it's good. getting us around the country okay, yeah. yeah. Hey, Leo. Hey, what? Um, I got to, I can't wait to tell you. I was going to wait, but I got I to gotta tell you. This is our 13th show. Oh, and, and it, I'm not su- superstitious about that, but that means that we have uh, survived one whole quarter of a year wow. um, on Truckers Radio USA. They haven't kicked us off yet. So. When you say it that way, uh-huh. it's it's frightening. Yeah, and and I got you something. Uh oh, what'd you get me? <sighs> For me? Yeah. Go ahead, open it. Okay, I yeah. will. I, I'll ahead. just unwrap it. Okay. <laughs> Mm. Happy anniversary. Happy mm. anniversary to you. Mm. Oh, tasty. Yeah. Well, oh, thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. And I didn't get you anything. That's okay. Okay. Well, that's all right. <laughs> so uh, what song you got? You're up. Well, I've got something here that's a, a little more on the contemporary side. All right. Um, there's a guy named uh, Jason Isbell. Right. Okay. He's married to a gal named Amanda Shires. Oh, it, who we featured, we I featured. think, uh, on episode 12. Right, from Blackberry Smoke. Yeah. Right, fiddle player. Mm-hmm. Marvelous, marvelous musician. Well, anyway, Jason Isbell, he was born uh, in 1979, and his most recent band that you would probably remember would be uh, the Drive-By Truckers. Oh, you bet. Okay. Now, here's the thing. Uh, he and, he and, uh, and uh, Amanda have been married for some time, and they are kind of like the new power duo and in country music, but I I think they're more Americana. As a matter of fact, he uh, he actually won uh, a Best Americana Album of night of 2016. Mm, okay, okay, so they've got firm Americana roots. And in fact, there's a quote that talks about this power couple. Now it says there was Johnny and June, there was Patsy Cline and Bobby Lord, there was Tammy Wynette and George Jones, and now we're given the gift of Jason Isbell and Amanda Shires. <laughs> that's good company. That's, to be high, in. that's high praise. Wow. But they did. Uh, they did have a little. Um, they made news, and what they did was they resigned their lifetime memberships and the Country Music Association. When the association failed to recognize John Prine, Jerry Jeff Walker, and Billy Joe Shaver 
during the recent CMA Awards show. Wow. They're taking a stand on that. Wow. Anyway, if there's ever a guy that had the creds that to, to do something and make a statement like that, it'd be this fella. This is uh, Jason Isbell featuring Amanda Shires and his tune called Traveling Alone, which is one of their big hits. But I chose particularly uh, a particular version that's an acoustic version that they did live on the radio. And the reason I like it is because it's just that way. It's just the two of them sitting in front of two microphones and playing. It's a great piece of work. Well, let's hear it. Mountains rough this time of year Close the highway down They don't warn the town I've been fighting second gear for 15 miles or so, trying to beat the angry snow. And I know every town worth passing through, what good does no one do? There's no one to show it to. And I've grown tired of traveling alone, tired of traveling alone. I've grown tired of traveling alone, won't you ride with me? I've grown tired of traveling alone, tired of traveling alone. I've grown tired of traveling alone, won't you ride Listening to the radio a long, long time ago. Damn near strangled by my appetite. Ebor City on Friday night. Couldn't even stand up right. So high, the street girls wouldn't take my pay. Said, come see me on a better day. She just danced away. I've grown tired of traveling alone. Tired of traveling alone. I've grown tired of traveling alone. Won't you ride with me? I've grown tired.
couple. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that a pretty song? That's a, and a nice version of it. It is. Yeah. yeah. Okay, let's see. Uh, your turn. Okay, my turn. Uh, this is somebody we both love. Uh, Jimmy Buffett. Oh, what's yeah. not to love, man? He, he is one of the world's richest musicians with a net worth of over $550 million. Wow. I bet he likes to tell his parents that. Yeah. And his <laughs> uncle. When he's, yeah, well, his uncle's like, yeah, small change. Small change. Um, he began his musical career in Nashville, Tennessee, uh, and he used to busk on the streets. You know, he, he, I think he's from Mississippi originally, is that, if I recall. Yeah, I didn't look that up. Yeah, I think he's from Mississippi originally, but he's so closely associated with Florida, you know. Well, what happened was um, in 1971, Jerry Jeff Walker took him to Key West on a busking expedition, <laughs> and he basically stayed. Really? Is yeah, that, I mean, he moved there. Happened? He moved there real soon after that, wow. and he been, began establishing this, you know, persona, and his music is just wrapped up in it. I mean, it, it, just a tremendous, you know, parrot heads and the whole thing. Um, he has um, two um, uh, restaurants. Yeah, they're, they're called James Buffets. Yeah, no kidding. I know. I'm kidding about that, but uh, <laughs> that's an old joke. Yeah, of course it is. Uh, Margarito Cafe and uh, Cheeseburger in Paradise, of course. But, uh, you know, everybody has their favorite Jimmy Buffett tune, and, and you know, there's a million of them. Uh, I picked this one. Uh, by the way, first time I saw him, I think it was the only time I saw him, and it would have been in the probably the late 70s, shortly after I moved to Kansas City, at Municipal Hall in Kansas City, Kansas. Yeah. Stone's throw from your place. Just where up you the street. Live. Yeah. And um, so uh, I like this tune, so we're going to play it. Volcano. Not 
Jimmy Buffett. That's you know, him. that guy, you know, he's such a wonderful treat. Yeah. I've only gotten to see him in concert once, actually. I, I met him once, but we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Uh, that's that, a good story. It's a, it's, a, it's a good story, but we'll yeah. save it. I'm sure we'll feature him another time. Yeah, we will. Well, Leo, it's your turn. Well, Roger, I'm going to do a song by a guy named Bobby Bear. Oh, yeah. You remember Bobby? Heck, yeah. You know, he's considered one of the original outlaws of country music. Wow. One of the, a bunch of these guys that just refused to conform, you know. Mm-hmm. And that movement really happened in the 70s, and it kind of petered out after two or three years, and then it kind of had a resurrection, the whole movement. They, they kind of say they ate themselves on it. Uh, people said that before the Outlaws thing happened, uh, country music was sung about the guys for, out there. Mm-hmm. And it says, then they started singing about themselves. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's when it all went to hell. Yeah. Anyway, but uh, he, uh, we did, we do a song of his. I think we recorded a, I Want to Go Home. We did. Yeah. yeah three right. Trails West. Yeah. Well, it, Graham Parsons, uh, the guy that actually wrote this song was uh, Tom Paul Glaser and Harlan Howards wrote it. Okay. And the guy that had the definitive version of it was Graham Parsons. Okay. okay? But it, it, Bobby Bear just owned it the tune. It's called The Streets of Baltimore. Oh, yeah. Are you familiar with that one? That's a great tune. It's, a, it's just a great tune. And I mean, it's it's kind of a relic of, a, of Bobby Bear's first stint on the RCA Victor label, uh, which is widely regarded to be his breakout period in country music. Anyway, the, the lyrics on this thing are just, first of all, I, I don't have romantic feelings about Baltimore. Yeah. I've been there. It's a nice enough town and everything. Uh-huh. But this song just romanticizes the whole Here, Here's a guy, song about a guy that sold his farm because this girl he loves. He takes her to Baltimore because that's where she wants to go. And then uh-huh. she just kicks him to the curb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. <laughs> oh, gosh. Well, it's a little story song. Bobby Bear, Streets of Baltimore from 1966. I sold the farm to take my woman Streets 
Her heart was filled with laughter when she saw those city lights. She said the prettiest place on earth is Baltimore at night. Well, a man feels proud to give his woman what she's longing for, and I kind of like the streets of. Myself a factory job. I ran an old machine. I bought a little cottage and a neighborhood serene. Yet every night when I came home with every muscle sore, she would drag me through the streets. Did my best to bring her back to what she used to be, but I soon learned she loved those bright lights much more than she loved me. Now I'm a going back on that same train that brought me here before, while my baby walks the streets. I That's a heartbreaker, isn't it? <laughs> it's a heartbreaker. <laughs> Too bad, Bobby. Too bad, Bobby. Yeah. Well, I think we've about used up our time on this uh, segment. I don't know about you, but I could use a little break. I'm sure you could. We'll okay. Go, we'll go take a look at that tire. Yeah, I gotta check it out. All right. So uh, this is Truckers Radio USA, and this is the Americana Roadshow, and we are the, the Derriers. We'll be right back. Well, you know what that sound is. We're backing into the third set. That's what we do. We back up. We back up. That's what the derriers do. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you know, we like to, at this part of the show, remind people uh, or implore people or beg, suggest. Suggest. uh, Go to our websites. Uh, We've got a lot of content there, things we'd like for you to see, thederrieres.com. And 3trailswest.com with the number three. And uh, a lot of videos and those type of things. Matter of fact, I just posted a... Cool picture. Um, last couple shows ago, we talked about the Million Dollar Quartet. Yeah, the Million Dollar Yeah. Leo had a photo, so we posted that. And uh, we got our map of uh, <laughs> where we're going. And where, yeah, or where we're... <laughs> Where we've been and something like that. Yeah, it looks it, like a pretzel if you look at it. It's so, sort of a pretzel, baby. Yeah. It's very um, pretzel shaped. <laughs> um, but hey, and also, <clears throat> if you uh, miss the show and you want to go pick it up, all the past shows are there in their entirety, and you can download them and listen at your leisure. Just as an MP3 or, file, or, or listen to them on the website. However, whatever you, you want to do. But uh, they are there, <clears throat> and uh, sometimes it uh, works out better in your. Uh, 
frame of life. If you're not available, just sit down and listen when we're doing it. You yeah. can always just listen to it whenever you want. That's right. All right. So we are sitting here in the Shady Grove rest stop uh, uh, truck, truck, not a uh, RV. RV in Almogordo. And we cannot be in Almogordo, New Mexico without doing this next song. This, this song you know is the just, song. I know the song. Because you picked it too, but I beat you to it. Yeah, you beat me to it. And I will tell you this. I do not necessarily think of the Sons of the Pioneers as being controversial. I don't either. Uh, but this song had to be controversial when it came out. And... Uh, you know, it just doesn't fit in the, uh, you know, genre of tunes that they normally do. First time I ever heard it, it really um, had an, uh, an impression on me. We were kids, yeah. you know, and, and I heard the song and I didn't understand what was it about at the time. But, uh, and it still has a profound effect on me. Uh, you know, they obviously felt very strongly about this um, to do it. And, and right in the intro, they talk about all the different places. Um and Almagordo is right in there, but uh, it's it's a, a a cool tune if you put it into history perspective. Put it in context of when yeah. they were. Yeah. Um, and if you haven't heard it, you're going to hear it now. It's called Old Man Adam. all a sermon about old man Adam, that's me. I don't mean the Adam in the Bible, Adam. I don't mean the Adam that Mother Eve elated. I mean the thing that science liberated. The thing that Einstein says he's scared of. And when Einstein's scared, brother, you'd better be scared. If you're scared of the Adam, here's what you gotta do. You gotta gather all the people in the world with you, cause if you don't get together and do it, well, first thing you know, I'm going to blow this world plumb, too. Hiroshima, Nagasaki, Almogordo, Bikini. Now, life used to be such a simple joy. My cyclotron was just a super toy. And folks got born at work and marry. And Adam was a word in the dictionary. And then it happened. The science boys from every climb, they all pitched in with overtime, and before they knew it, the thing was done, and they'd hitched up the power of the Galdern sun and put a harness on old Saul, splitting atoms while the diplomats were splitting hairs. Hiroshima, Nagasaki, The Adams here, in spite of hysteria, it flourishes in Utah as well as Siberia. And whether you're a black, white, red, or brown, the question is this when you boil it down. To be or not to be, that's the question. The answer to it all ain't military datum, like who gets there firstest with the mostest atoms. No, the people of the world must decide their fate. They gotta get together or disintegrate. I hold this truth to be self-evident that all men may be cremated equal. Hiroshima, Nagasaki, Almogordo, Bikini. Yes, it's up to the people cause the atoms don't care. You can't fence me in, I'm just like air. I don't give a hoot about any politics or who got what into whichever fix. All I want to do is sit around and have my nucleus bombarded by neutrons. Now, the moral is this, just as plain as day, that old man Adam is here to stay. 
I'm gonna stick around and that's for true. But ah, my dearly beloved, are you? So listen, folks, here is my thesis. Peace in the world or the world in pieces. Hiroshima, Nagasaki, Alamogordo, Bikini. Yeah. That, that's, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. if you have never heard that song before, now you have. Now you have, that's a, yeah. That's a good one. It is a good one. Well, Leo, it's your turn. You're up. Well, we we like to feature bands from our area when we can. You bet. In Kansas City. Well, a long, long time ago, when I first moved to Kansas City back in the uh, middle mid-70s, um, my friend John took me to eat at a place called El Taquito. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Still go there. Uh, still go there. It's the best Mexican restaurant in Kansas City, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And it's owned by a family. It's The full name is La, La Familia, mm-hmm. uh, El Taquito. Well, uh, one of the owners, his name is Enrique Charnel. And Enrique is just one of the finest people in the whole world. Yes, he is. Well, here's an interesting story. Enrique, back in the 60s, when he was a young man, and he lived uh, in Mexico, of course, that's where he's from, Mexico City. At that time, uh, RCA Records had a recording studio. Now, what happened was he had a band called the Spiders. Okay. It's <laughs> a good 60s name. It's a good 60s name. <laughs> and they were capitalizing on some of that Mexican music that was getting popular, like La Bamba, you know? Oh, sure. Uh, and they were of that genre, and they were they were getting ready to break into the market. Well, there was a, a scandal that happened back in the 60s, and this affected a lot of bands, and it was called Payola. Oh, yeah. The Payola scandal was about record companies paying radio stations to play their music. Mm-hmm. And a bunch of agents and you know producers got involved in it. And a lot of careers were demolished because a lot of bands and Enrique's career with the Spiders was a victim oh, wow. of that whole thing. That's too bad. So all of his life, he still had wanted to do an album. Well, I was working at a recording studio at the time, mm-hmm. as you recall, Yeah. and uh, I had heard this story. He told me about this, and I said, well, why don't you come on in the studio and do your album? So he thought about it for a while, and then one thing led to another, and he, he did. And uh, he brought his, uh, his brother in uh, to help with it, and a good friend of his named Roberto. Roberto Vidal, oh, man, what an incredible. He sounds like Carlos Santana. Oh, wow. You'll hear that on. And uh, his brother, Mauricio Sharon. Uh, so they asked me to play a few songs with them on the bass. And now there's an interesting way that these guys recorded. They all tuned their instruments down a half step. Well, of course. Of course. I had no idea. <laughs> Is this to be difficult? <laughs> I guess so. I mean, you know, Roberto and, and Enrique speak very, very good English. Uh, and Mauricio, not so much. He was trying to explain to me, and I was trying to figure out what I have to do on the bass. I said, hell with it. I just tuned my bass. <laughs> <laughs> easy. Take the easy way, man. tuned it down. So we're in the studio, and we laid up two or three songs. And at the last minute, they wanted to do another song. They said, you can, you can learn this song real easy. Well, the interesting thing, you know how in bluegrass and whatever, we refer to chord changes by numbers, you know, one, mm-hmm. four, five. Not these guys. Do, re, mi. Oh, great. <laughs> Nice. So I'm I'm working with different signatures that I understand. I'm playing a half step low, and I said, "To hell with it! Roll the tape. <laughs> let's let's see what happens." And the, the song they had chosen was Misty. Oh yeah. So this is a band called Boss Nova from an album by the same name, Misty. 
as I recall, that was like one or two takes. You were hanging on for all your life. I, I hit the end of it, I was going, thank God. <laughs> you sound good. The whole thing yeah, sounds it's good. A, a long time ago, but it was a lot yeah. of fun to do. I always want to play drums like that. But uh, Well, you know, his uh, also uh, his son, uh, uh, his name Juan Carlos. Oh, yeah. And Juan Carlos is now with a band called Making Movies. Yeah, look them up on the they are, internet. They're doing great things. They're so. doing some great stuff. But yeah, he's in the background. Play, they're both playing drums. I mean, awesome. Percussion stuff. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. All right. I think it's back to you. It is. And you started this a few shows ago when you brought some old gospel music in. Oh, I did, yeah. So we're going to listen to a, a group called the Dixie Hummingbirds. Oh. Yeah, man. And uh, they span, their group spans like 80 years. Um, and it spans the, like, starting with the Jubilee Quartet style of the 20s. And then going through the hard gospel quartet styles, like the 40s and 50s. Yep. And then into the eclectic, like, pop type stuff that's going on today, right? Okay. So uh, they inspired a number of imitators, such as Jackie Wilson and James Brown. Yeah, a bunch of imitators. Right. Who adapted the shouting style and enthusiastic showmanship of hard gospel to secular themes. So, and they, of course, they blossomed in the 60s, you know. So uh, these guys, th they formed in 1928 in Greenville, South Carolina by James B. Davis and his classmate Barney Parks under the name the Sterling High School Quartet. <laughs> <laughs> so after seeing the success of other quartet groups and realizing there was not much work for, for African-Americans in the South outside of low-paying labor jobs, right, 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 back in the 20s, they decided to leave school and pursue their dream of being big professional spiritual entertainers. Of course, that was, that, that was a big thing. That know? was a big thing, yeah. And uh, by making this move, they had to change the name of the group to cut ties with the schools, of course. So Davis recalls how they changed their name to the Dixie Hummingbirds. He says, I figured that the only bird that could fly both backwards and forwards was a hummingbird. Since that's how our career seemed to be going, I figured <laughs> it was a good name, and the guys went along with it. <laughs> <laughs> so that's perfect. I, I never got that creative. Oh, that's perfect. But this is a great one. It, again, hard to pick out of all these great tunes, but I like this one a lot. It's called Mama. <laughs>
I'm doing the desk chair boogie right yeah, here. Yeah, that is inspirational That's right inspirational there. That's inspirational stuff. That's great stuff. Well, well Leo, uh, we got to figure out where we're going next week. Oh, uh, yeah, we got to throw the dart. Yeah, we got to throw the dart. Well, hang so, on for uh, a second. I got okay. the map here someplace. Okay, here, here, I'll put it up on the wall. Okay, good. Okay. All right. Yeah, I, I, that should be about That's right. About right. That's it? about okay, right. Okay, now back yeah. up a little bit. Okay, well, okay. Now, now turn around three times. Jeez, oh, I'm sorry I started this turnaround thing. I know. But, you okay. start at one, two, two, three. Three. Throw the dart. Throw the dart. Oh. Oh. Hey. That looks pretty good. I'm uh, surprised I even hit it. You did, and you hit Hallsville, Texas. Hallsville, Texas. I mean, that's not that far away. That's not that far. Away. We we, wow. we can deal with that. Yeah. Okay. So, so you're okay if we stay on paved roads? Yes, please. Well, yeah. Okay. okay. At least for a week. As long as we don't have to pay any tolls. All right. I'm just saying. Okay. Okay. So uh, until then, uh, this is the Americana Roadshow right here on. Truckers Radio USA. And remember, look out behind you. It's the Derriers. Derriers.